Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Blastburn Radio Showdown Spotlight. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me, as always, is our edgy boy, Messer Engine. How's it going tonight, Mess? I don't know if I'm broody enough to be called an edgy boy. I mean, I'm a grumpy boy, but <laughs> but edgy? I don't know. Like, there's a positive connotation to edgy, too, but I don't think I hit that one either. We're just going to have to play some My Chemical Romance and see if it syncs up. Oh, shit. It's just going to be like one of those TV shows where they do the brainwashing. You're just going to strap me to a chair, open my ears, and play My Chemical Romance nonstop <laughs> for 24 hours. And uh... then sick me on Pokemon Showdown. Yep, 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 yep. And then and then you'll tell people that you did things to their wives and shit. That's that that's how Showdown came to be. That true story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So if this is your first Showdown Spotlight episode, welcome. Uh in our Showdown Spotlights, we aim to showcase a particular Pokémon, what makes it special, and how it is best used in the competitive metagame, which includes both uh singles using Smogon's tiers as well as VGC doubles. Uh for each of these episodes, we also hold our Friday Night Fight stream and use both our teams from the show uh the ones we build and talk about here as well as teams that you guys submit to us around our spotlight pokemon on the ladder and these streams are just a whole lot of fun to do it's really great seeing the teams that you guys build uh what works from them and and what doesn't you guys do a really good job of submitting some really unconventional things to us and sometimes that leads to some real hype victories and sometimes it leads to us getting our asses kicked on stream but that's you that's part of the whole thing Now, to part the kimono just a little bit, just a tad, we're actually recording this one immediately after our last episode on Pelipper that aired about two weeks ago. Uh, We're both out of town this weekend right now when you're listening to this episode. Uh, So we worked ahead just a little bit, and as such, we haven't actually done our Pelipper Friday Night Fight yet, but I'm sure that it was really, really hype. And as always, we appreciate you guys for coming out and showing us some love on Twitch, and especially for submitting your teams. So thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. They're always really, really interesting. And it's real cool to, uh, to, to get a team that you, one, you didn't build. And then you kind of have to like work through what somebody was thinking when they built it and figure out how it plays. Like for me, that's like one of the funnest parts of Friday Night Fight. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, We have showcased Pokemon from almost every established metagame, Uh, but there are a few that we haven't touched yet. So this week we decided to do something new. Messer Engine, who are we showcasing this week? This week we decided to get legendary and play amongst the gods in the Ubers tier. That's right. And we are doing it with everyone's favorite edge bird, Yeveltal. All right, thank you, Messer Engine. Now, Yeveltal is classified as the Destruction Pokemon. Uh, He was introduced in Generation 6 as the cover legendary and mascot of Pokemon Y version. Uh, Yeveltal is a dark and flying type Pokemon. He is a part of the Aura Trio, along with Xerneas and Zygarde. Uh, Yeveltal is number 717 in the National Pokedex and is number 149 in the Mountain Kalos Regional Pokedex. Uh, Yeveltal is fucking enormous he measures at 19 feet Uh, i'm not sure if that's supposed to be wingspan or if it's tip to tail but holy shit you guys he's a long boy yeveltal weighs in at 447 and a half pounds that half pound is important now the pokedex doesn't have too much to say about our boy yeveltal he was only introduced in generation six and thus those are the only games with pokedex entries for him 
In X, the Pokedex states, when this legendary Pokemon's wings and tail feathers spread wide and glow red, it absorbs the life force of all living creatures. I mean, that's real on brand for Yeveltal. It feels like sometimes that Hot Topic commissioned Game Freak to design them a mascot Pokemon, and Yeveltal's what they came up with. <laughs> Uh, now, in, in Pokemon Y, the Pokedex states, when its life comes to an end, it absorbs the life energy of every living thing and turns into a cocoon once more. This thing's kind of an asshole. It's not enough for him to die. He's got to take everything out with him. It's not even that. Like, look at those two Pokedex entries. It's just like, when I spread my wings, I take life force from you. When I die, I take life force from you. He's a greedy bitch. Yeah, he's just a taker. Uh, now, as a cover legendary, Yeveltal got featured heavily in one of the anime Pokemon movies, uh, which is specifically Deancey and the Cocoon of Destruction. In the movie, Yeveltal, spoiler alert, is said Cocoon of Destruction, uh, and he attempts to destroy the All-Earth Forest, and he turned Ash's Pikachu along with several antagonists to stone. Ultimately, Yeveltal was calmed by Xerneas and flew away peacefully, and Xerneas fixed everybody. So, hooray! One thing that I do like about the way that Xerneas and Yeveltal are presented, really across all forms of Pokemon mediums in general, is that they're simply, like, opposing forces of nature. Neither one is portrayed as good or evil, despite the fact that they are literal physical representations of life and death. They both simply are. Uh, I think that's a very Eastern way of looking at things, which makes sense. It's a Japanese franchise, but I think it's very neat just in general. Yeah, that is really cool. If you think about it, not to get super philosophical on our Pokemon show, but it is, it's very true. Like those things aren't bad. They're just things that happen. Like, people are born, people die. Like, that's that's just a thing. There's no escaping it. Or taxes. But that's another conversation. Anyways, uh, Yeveltal ha only has access to one ability, folks, but it's a real good one. Yeveltal's ability is Dark Aura, which boosts the power of Dark-type moves of all Pokemon on the field while Yeveltal is active by one-third. Yeveltal also gets a signature move, uh, Oblivion Wing, a special flying-type attack with 80 base power, which heals Yeveltal for 75% of the damage dealt. Awesome. Now, how do you feel about this Pokemon, Messer Engine? What are your impressions of Yeveltal? I actually really, really like this Pokemon, uh, despite the discussion that I'm not broody enough, necessarily, to be an edgelord. Uh, I... As a, as a person and as a, somebody who has a strong interest in fiction, I've always liked uh, villains and uh, abilities that are based in, like, shadow. So I find Yeveltal as a, a conceptual Pokemon really, really interesting. Uh, I also bought a digital Y cartridge for this generation. I think Xerneas is cool, but I like Yeveltal way, way more. Well, that's that's really fair. Yeveltal is is definitely a very neat Pokemon. I think that Oblivion Wing is one of the neater signature moves just in the series period, and it's really dope in that it gives it so much sustain. You know, you wouldn't think either conceptually or visually, but Yeveltal is a tank, and Oblivion Wing really feeds into that, that it can deal a healthy, respectable amount of damage and heal itself for three quarters of the damage that it deals. Like, that's fucking nutty. It also, when it's a shiny, it looks like it's made of bacon. 
and so that's really cool and neat. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> um, all the black turns to white. That's the only thing that changes. It's still red. It just becomes red with white veins running through it. So yeah, it looks just like a, a big fucking misshaped piece of bacon. Xerneas is my favorite of the two. Like, Yeveltal is my my less loved member of that pairing. That being said, it's one of my favorite legendary pairings ever. So they're both real, real good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Yeveltal's place in the meta, shall we? Ubers is the playground of the most powerful Pokemon in, well, Pokemon. Unlike the other tiers we've covered before, little to no effort goes into balancing Ubers for competitive play. Ubers is more accurately the ban list for the overused tier, and only one Pokemon has ever been banned from Ubers, and that is the ridiculously powerful Mega Rayquaza. As such, there are many Pokemon who are Ubers who are essentially in Pokemon Limbo, too strong or centralizing for play in OU, yet unable to hang with the literal gods of Ubers. Yeveltal is absolutely not one of these Pokemon. Uh, it is one of the heaviest hitters. The Emo Burb stands tall. Now, Yeveltal has a ton of advantages, which befits a, a cover legendary. Uh, his stats are fantastic, and they're very well-rounded, which allows him to fill a variety of roles. Yeveltal's lowest base stat is his physical defense, which is still a 95 base. And he has a fantastic 131 base in both physical and special attack uh, with his fantastic attacking stats and his strong dual stab dual attacking types. Yeveltal makes for a very strong wall breaker in the Ubers tier, as well as a potent revenge killer when armed with a choice scarf. While still respectable, his 99 base speed is middling by Uber standards, and he is vulnerable to being revenge killed. However, he is able to minimize this problem with respectable bulk, sucker punch, and choice scarf. He's also capable of leading into his strong defenses and great support moveset as a stall breaker, or even as an outright wall. We've talked before about great Pokemon such as Gliscor and Landorus T functioning as Team Glue, capable of filling whatever role is needed on the team. The same descriptor is very much here with Yeveltal as well in Ubers. Now offensively, Yeveltal gets great attacking options. Uh, on the special side, he gets access to Dual Stab in the form of Dark Pulse and Oblivion Wing, alongside coverage options such as Heat Wave, Focus Blast, and Psychic. Uh, physically, his coverage options are even more varied, including Knock Off, Acrobatics, Sucker Punch, Zen Headbutt, Dragon Claw, and Rock Slide. Even more compellingly, with his fantastic dual attacking stats, Yeveltal is very capable of mixing and matching these options to build a fantastic mixed set, capable of confusing and destroying one-dimensional walls, or of specializing in one side of offense or the other, boosting with a choice band or choice specs, and simply punching holes in opposing teams. For utility, Yeveltal has truly phenomenal options. He's a bird, and as a flying type, he has access to all the great utility tools common to flying types that we've discussed previously, including Roost, Defog, and Tailwind. In addition, Yeveltal gets the always useful U-turn to allow for switch momentum, Taunt to limit opposing support, and Snarl, a Dark-type special move which hits both opponents in doubles, which deals damage and reduces opposing special attack. While this move isn't exactly an offensive powerhouse, after the Dark Aura boost, it does do solid damage while neutering a 
posing special threats. Yeveltal also gets access to the always fantastic Foul Play, a move which deals damage based off of the attack stat of the opponent, capable of punishing physical wall breakers and especially set up sweepers. Now, as we've continued to mention, in, in Ubers, Yeveltal can fill a variety of roles, almost all of them, and we just don't have time in this episode to cover all of its potential sets because there are a lot of them. So we're going to be talking a, a little bit about offensive Yeveltal specifically. Run offensively, Uber's Yeveltal can function as a powerful wall breaker or a devastating revenge killer, depending on its item and its set. Uh, universally, offensive Yeveltal will want to run special attack investment and a nature which either boosts its special attack or its speed. Offensive Yeveltal variants will almost always run Dark Pulse and Oblivion Wing for their dual stab, and that forms a potent core. Dark Pulse comes with a respectable base power, it is boosted by Dark Aura, and it has a chance to flinch and is thus the most spammable of Yeveltal's moves. Uh, meanwhile, Oblivion Wing hits common Dark Resists such as Fairy Types neutrally, and it provides a potent source of self-healing to offensive Yeveltal. If running an item which allows for move selection, such as a Life Orb set, a Sucker Punch should be used to provide priority against faster foes, and the final move slot can be given to a support move, such as Toxic to punish walls, Defog to remove hazards, or Taunt to prevent setup or self-healing. When it's running Scarf, Offensive Yeveltal can run Foul Play to devastate physically powerful Pokemon, Defog to remove opposing hazards, or U-Turn for switch momentum. The same options are all valid for choice specs, but specs Yeveltal may want to invest in more coverage, uh, including options such as Heat Wave or Focus Blast in their set. Now, Yeveltal has many checks in the tier, but no true counters. He is simply too powerful and diverse to counter outright. Pokemon such as Arceus Fairy or Dark, Ho-Oh, Blissey, and Mega Sableye are all capable of countering certain sets, but all lose outright to others. And they're all vulnerable to Yeveltal, simply you turning out and bringing in a teammate with a better matchup. Yeveltal's best counter is probably faster offensive threats, such as Mega Salamence, Mega Lucario, and Ultra Necrozma. And these Pokemon still lose outright if Yeveltal is scarfed and can outspeed them. Now, while it's not unbeatable, you generally need to know what Yeveltal you're up against before you can counter it effectively. And by the time you know what you're up against, it's probably put in substantial work against your team. Now, with the advent of the VGC 2019 series, cover legendaries are legal for use in VGC again, and that does include your boy Yeveltal. Now, it's difficult to speak definitively on the 2019 metagame, as it's only been active for a couple of weeks, and the meta is very much still developing. But we do know some things, both from the play in the meta thus far, and from VGC 2016, which was the last VGC metagame where Yeveltal was legal. In VGC, Yeveltal is a potent force with a combination of offensive presence and support that makes it a valuable asset to any team. Its typing provides two immunities, which is a great asset. However, it also leaves it weak to common attacking types such as Fairy, Electric, and Ice. This is more problematic in VGC uh, 19 than it was in VGC 16, as VGC has seen the rise of several new fairy-type power players in the form of the Tapus, and outside of Tapu Bulu and his weakness to flying. 
Yeveltal lacks the ability to punish the Tapus offensively, and as such, I believe that Yeveltal will see lower usage in the 2019 format, and more of that usage will be defensive. Defensive Yeveltal is potentially amazing in the VGC 2019 format, offering everything that Mandibuzz brings along with just better stats. Boasting Tailwind, a support move that is always potent and powerful in VGC, alongside Taunt, Snarl, Dark Pulse, Knockoff, and Roost. Yellow is in a great position to survive and annoy a valuable role in VGC. All right, now as part of this show, we have both prepared teams centering around this month's Spotlight Pokemon in the relevant metagame. Uh, we will include our teams as always in the show notes for this episode, and we would absolutely encourage you to take them for a spin yourself on the relevant ladder on Pokemon Showdown. Uh, now, Messer Engine, why don't you tell us about your Yeveltal team and how you went about the process of building it? Yeah, sure. So obviously we started with our Yeveltal, who we named Omen. Uh, we gave him a life orb. Uh, we really, I didn't want to be locked in to a move uh, from specs. I wanted some options, even if it was going to whittle, whittle him down slowly, because when you think about it, the access to oblivion wing is really good sustain when you're holding a life orb. Dark aura ability. Obviously we had to, uh, we put max investment in special attack and speed with four, four little points in attack. He's got a, a mild nature. Currently we're running dark pulse, oblivion wing taunt, and Sucker Punch. Now, Dark Pulse and Oblivion Wing both put in really, really good work. Uh, Taunt is extremely valuable for dealing with fucking Pokemon that are just going to sit around and either boost or Toxic you or a variety of other troublesome things. I have used it to great effect while testing this team. Uh, and the last move, Sucker Punch may seem kind of odd considering I'm not running a lot of EVs in attack, but realistically it has come in really handy because there are times when Omen gets real low and somebody brings in a Pokemon to just finish him off and I'm able to get that sucker punch in and he's still got really good base stats and put a dent in whatever's coming to kill me. I actually had that situation today while doing testing. He was down to like five or six percent and a Rayquaza came out to make my day bad. Uh, and I sucker punched it for 90% of its health or something stupid like that. And that made it a lot easier to get rid of after he went down. So it's been super valuable. Next, we looked at adding uh, a good friend that I haven't gotten a chance to use too much in Groudon Primal. Primal Primal Groudon, that big dino boy. We named him Cataclysm. His ability is Desolate Land, which brings out that harsh, harsh sun. A real mix of EVs on this guy. Again, we talked about how the Uber's tier really is in balance for competitive, and some Pokemon are just really fucking powerful. Uh, so it, we got a little spread love here. We have 144 in HP, 156 in attack, 56 in special attack, and 152 in speed. Now, he gets a move in Precipice Blades, which is a ground move that does a shit ton of damage. Uh, so we started with that. <clears throat> we put Swords Dance on there. Uh, Rock Tomb was an interesting choice. I read like a whole article about how Rock Tomb is really valuable on this Pokemon specifically for just slowing down switch-ins so he can just continue to murder shit. Uh, a lot of what switches in to avoid those ground moves is flying types. So it does super effective damage, makes them slow, uh, lets him continue to murder. 
We also took Swords Dance and Substitute. I haven't played with a Substitute. That final slot was kind of iffy. It could have gone a bunch of different ways. I had rocks on them for a little while, but found I, I rarely got a chance to actually like use them that way when I was bringing him in. So we're running Substitute right now, and I may change that at a later later date for when I ladder, but for now it seems to be working okay. I really wanted to make sure when we were building this team, and you saw that in the first two picks, that we had a mix of special attackers and physical attackers because so much of Ubers is special attack. And if you look at Smogon or other resources, a lot of the EV investment that goes into uh, particularly defensive Pokemon gets recommended to go into special defense because there are so many special threats. Uh, and with that being the case and so many people using those resources, a lot of times coming in with a physical attacker means taking advantage of points that they did not place in defense because they were expecting something else. From there, I wanted something a little more defensive. We chose to go with Arceus Fairy, uh, which has been really, really good. We called it Hope. EVs in HP, max investment in HP, uh, and speed with four points in defense. It's timid. I'm running Judgment, Will-O-Wisp, Recover, and Stealth Rock on it. And it is holding the uh, Pixie Plate, obviously, because it's Arceus Fairy. A Judgment off of this thing still hurts a whole lot to anything that doesn't resist it. So that's really good. Will-O-Wisp allows me to neuter the few physical threats that I see that are still really threatening. Uh, recover for sustain uh, and stealth rock. It can reliably get stealth rock up, which is really all that it needs to be able to do. Its typing is really advantageous too uh, in Ubers. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ghost and dark and just stupid shit flying around that Arceus fairy just has no real trouble with, uh, which is nice. Uh, it wouldn't be an Ubers team in today's day and age without our good boy Marshadow, uh, who we called the Forgotten Wind. He's also holding a life orb, uh, his abilities technician. He gets 252 max investment in attack and speed with four points in defense. He is serious. He's a serious boy. We're running Spectral Thief because it's amazing. There's nothing else to say about that. Close combat also. Fantastic, good old stab, close combat, shadow sneak, uh, for getting that priority and pursuit for when people go, Oh shit, it's marching out, run away. You murder so many people by pursuit trapping them. Uh, there's a lot of good opportunities to use it. So that's been working out real good for us. I had to choose a mega for this team and I never play in Uber. So I was like, look at all these cool megas that are real awesome. I chose to go with one that I couldn't imagine ever using any other time. I went with um, Mega Mewtwo Y. And we named him David Blaine because he's a magic man. His ability is Unnerve, EVs, 8 in HP, 80 in defense, 228 in special attack, and 192 in speed. He's timid, which makes no sense at all. I can't imagine Mega Mewtwo Y being timid, but eh, whatever. We're running uh, Side Strike. Ice Beam, Fire Blast, and Focus Blast. And I gotta tell you, he's really fucking good. Just having that ice to threaten dragons is great. Because there's a fuck ton of them. And Fire Blast has been especially helpful on, on a bunch of occasions, surprisingly. Overall, real happy with David Blaine. And for our last, 
our very last slot, I needed a poison boy because it's me. And we chose Naganadel and we made it shiny. It's got beast boost, which is fantastic. And we gave it the Dragonium Z. Now I had to pick a special name for this Pokemon because as you might remember, or not, if you're new here, Jolly spent a long-ass time soft resetting for a shiny Poiple. It took forever. In fact, it took 8,914 soft resets. So that's what we named our Naganadel, number 8,914. With maximum investment in special attack and speed, four points in special defense, running Draco Meteor, Sludge Wave, Nasty Plot, and Fire Blast. And it's, it's, it's so good, you guys. It's so good. Those fairies that I talked about, there's a lot of Xerneas running around Ubers, and I do see Arceus fairy, uh, on occasion. There are lots of dragons in Ubers, so the fairy typing is very advantageous with that immunity. Just being able to sludge wave them to fucking death is awesome. And it's just an all around great Pokemon. So yeah, that's that's the, the squad. It has acquitted itself very, very well in testing today, and I could not be happier with the way that it turned out. Well, good. I'm I'm glad, Mess. That actually is a really, really interesting team. You know, I've done almost no play in Ubers myself, so I'm not super duper familiar with the metagame up there, but it's, it seems strong, certainly. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see how that performs on the Friday Night Fight. Now, for myself... As you may or may not know, depending on how familiar you are with the series, I've kind of self-assigned myself the role of a VGC guru, even though I'm very new and very bad at VGC. Uh, I still have infinitely more experience than Mess does, and probably more interest in the format, honestly, so it just makes sense when there's VGC to be done for me to kind of take the reins there. And, again, with VGC 19, we could totally use Yeveltal in VGC. So it's a new format, and as such... I really had to do a lot more of my own thinking, right? Because there's not this great wealth of knowledge and resources out there because everybody's still trying to figure out how things are going to work. I was able to get some information out of old VGC 16 uh, like write-ups, but it's a different metagame. So it's not all going to be the same and I can't lean too heavily into that. But I decided to give it a shot. And overall, I think I've been pretty darn successful. So I started off with our boy, Hot Topic, the Yeveltal, bringing that edge bird out. And and ultimately, I decided to lean into that defensive set that we talked about previously. I decided to use him as a defensive harasser and annoyer. Uh, so we are running... Yeveltal with a gentle nature, which boosts special defense at the expense of defense. That might seem counterintuitive, but there is just way, way more special threats in VGC than there are physical threats, both because this is GS Cup and it allows for cover legendaries, and there are more of those that hit specially than physically. And then also just because there's so much intimidate in doubles that it's advantageous to run special attackers who aren't subject to that. And as such, you can kind of stack your deck defensively against special because you're going to see more of it. That's not always true, but it's frequently true in VGC. So we're, we're betting pretty heavily that we're going to see more special than physical. And we're running at a nature that reduces physical defense. We are running max investment in special defense and HP. So he's a big fat special bulky boy. And rocking Knockoff, Roost, Tailwind, and Snarl. So, great moveset to to support allies, debuff opponents, and just live. 
we knew for our item that we wanted to run one of the terrain seeds to further boost those defensive stats. And so we immediately knew that we were going to want at least one Tapu on this team. So from there, we built into our Tapu. And ultimately, what we chose to do is run the Psychic Seed on Hot Topic and bring Lulu, our Tapu Lele. Now, Lele is running a Timid Set, Max Special Attack, Max Speed, nothing fancy. Running Moonblast, Psychic, Protect, and Taunt. Which, again... I'm kind of betting to some degree on being able to get that tailwind up because with under tailwind with max speed, Lulu's going to outspeed almost everything, if not literally everything and be able to make real, real good use out of that taunt. Uh, but she is holding the life orb. Normally you would want Z Lele in VGC, but Z moves are banned in sun series. So we're going life orb instead. Now from there, we knew that we wanted to pick our second, Cover legendary because the GS Cup rules allow for two of them. Uh, and ultimately, to find some direction for the team, I, I wound up going to our good old resource, Peakalytics, which tells you about usage statistics in VGC. Uh, and what I found was that by far the most used Pokemon in the current format is Kyogre. And that's for a really, really good reason. Kyogre, despite not having access to its primal form, is really, really good. It's so good. Our Kyogre is named Willy, <laughs> and he's running the Choice Scarf. Uh, and he has a, a move pool of Ice Beam, Water Spout, which is an incredibly potent water type move that does more damage based on how much current HP you have. Uh, Thunder which has perfect accuracy in the rain that Willie brings. We're going back to that rain team, y'all. And then Origin Pulse, which is Kyogre's signature move, which does 110 base power at 85% accuracy and hits both sides of the field. So if I'm not at full health, Origin Pulse is a better move to click than Water Spout. If I am at full health, Water Spout is better. Once again, Timid Natured, rocking max speed, max special attack, and Willy fucking destroys everything. There is a very good reason that this Mon is the most overused Mon in VGC 19 right now. It is so fucking good. And unlike in later GS Cup formats where we're going to have to worry about primals, and, and then at that point Groudon starts edging out Kyogre or at least competing with it really, really strongly in their base forms. Kyogre is just better. It's just better than Groudon and beats it usually even with the sun up. So yeah, no brainer there. Absolute no brainer. Now, after looking at those usage stats, we knew that Kyogre was the number one most used Pokemon in the format right now. And number two, right on Kyogre's heels is Xerneas. And also for really good reasons. With Power Herb Geomancy, uh, it can get a massive boost in multiple stats in a single turn and just deal devastating damage. So I knew that I wanted something that was going to be able to handle Kyogre and Xerneas. So my mind immediately went to Kartana, right? It's a grass and steel type uh, and is going to be able to hit both of those things very hard and very super effectively. We ultimately did not run Kartana, however, and the big reason was is it was without running it scarfed, which I really didn't want to do. 
I wasn't going to be outspeeding those Pokemon most of the time, and Cartana had a lot of problems living a hit. Cartana also wasn't going to be Okoing a whole lot of the time because they're very bulky Pokemon without a boost. And so even with the Scarf, Cartana would outspeed, deal most of their life and damage, and then die in return to resisted moves that still hit against poor defensive stats. So ultimately, we wound up keeping the typing but switching to a different Pokemon. Guys... Spike is back. We are running an offensive Ferrothorn. Specifically, we are running a brave-natured Ferrothorn, so one that boosts attack and reduces speed. Uh, with the leftovers, as always, it's still a Ferrothorn, guys. Uh, it's running max investment in HP and attack, and a moveset of Gyro Ball, Power Whip, Protect, and Leech Seed. And Spike's job is real, real simple. Uh, he comes out when fairies or strong water types are on the field. He lives a hit and, and then kills them in return. And he does a real good job of it uh, in, in other circumstances where he doesn't even take the hit. He can then proceed to do his usual leech seed harassment shenanigans. And he's real good for that. But for the most part, his job is simply to remove those two Pokemon from the equation. And he does a real solid job of that. Now, another Pokemon that we looked at that, that's real great for a number of reasons. It, it synergizes really, really well with Willy our Kyogre, and it also provides great insurance against opposing Kyogre, is our next Pokemon, which is Pina Colada the Ludicolo. Pina Colada is running the Assault Vest to make it specially bulky, as we just kind of talked about that special bulk. is real, real good in VGC, uh, and he's running a, a, the ability Swift Swim with the moveset of Fake Out, Ice Beam, Scald, and Grass Knot. And again, Pina Colada outspeeds even Scarf Kyogre in the rain due to Swift Swim and can can one-hit KO it with Grass Knot. Uh, and then it's also just got a really great supporting moveset with Fake Out and, and Scald. It can hit Dragons, Quad Effective with Ice Beam. It's just a real good boy and does real good things. We're real happy to be using Ludicolo. L Ludicolo is a Pokemon that I like a whole lot. We're using him on the Scolipedes, uh, which is really exciting. And it was really cool to get to see that you get to use him in VGC and have him do really well. He is modest-natured with max investment in special attack and speed. And then for our last Pokemon, we really wanted a couple of things. We wanted an Intimidator, which we did not yet have on the squad and is very kind of important to have in VGC. We also really kind of needed something that could deal with Steel types because we have a fairy who is afraid of them. Uh, we can't really effectively run fire things because we're running rain with our Kyogre. So we really kind of needed something that was very strong in ground or fighting. And ultimately what we wound up coming up with is our boy, we fit the Hitmontop. Now, Wii Fit is holding the Figgy Berry for that good, good recovery when he gets down low, is rocking the ability Intimidate, and has uh, also Fake Out on his moveset. He's also got Close Combat to hit for that big dick damage, Wide Guard to defend against opposing spread moves, and then Faint, which allows him to hit through an opponent's Protect, which is real, really valuable in VGC where everything Fucking everything is running Protect. Uh, we Fit is running a custom EV spread, uh, which includes uh, investment in HP, max investment in HP, and then heavy investment in attack with investment in defense, special defense, and speed uh, to varying degrees. He's also running an adamant nature. And ultimately, 
I think this might be the most successful VGC team that I've built thus far. It's real, real good. There's really great synergy between both halves of the team. One thing I talk about a lot when we're building for VGC is having multiple team modes, right? Having multiple ways to win. And I feel like I did a better job of that with this team than I have with any other VGC team that I've ever built. And overall, it just performs real well. Again, Kyogre is a fucking monster. It is absolutely disgusting. I actually, just before we recorded this episode, I sent Mess a replay where I essentially won a match in two turns with Water Spout with Choice Specs Kyogre. It's nuts. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to watch. The guy, it was just like, well, I guess that's a thing. Dead. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always kind of liked the whale, and he's he's definitely living up to that love right now. You know, I know I said that I wasn't going to try to do any competitive VGC this season, but I mean, shit, if this is any indication, maybe I should. Yeah, you should. Like, you got a good team. You should should rock it. Yeah, but then I have to go hunt for them. Uh, you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, those those are our teams centered around Yebeltal this week. I think that we put together some really good and interesting and diverse stuff. And as always, those teams are going to be in in Pokepaste links in the show notes of today's episode. And we would absolutely encourage you guys to import them into your own Pokemon showdown. If you're not familiar with the import export function. I just realized we've never heavily talked about this on this show, despite knowing that a lot of you guys are still pretty new to competitive. You can actually export teams from Showdown in a text format, which is what the links in our show notes are. And then you can import them again. So you can go into the team builder in Showdown. You can click on import team and paste all that text into that field. And it just assembles the team for you. It's really that simple, um, which makes it really easy to try out each other's teams, which is what we try to do with this show. Um, so by all means, import our teams, give them a run on the ladder, see what you like, what you don't like, what you would change. And, you know, we solicit you guys to give us your feedback on what Pokemon to run next and your own team which is really valuable and we want that but let us know what you would change about our teams if there's something where you're like man jolly that vgc team is really good but i would really run incineroar over that hitmontop even under the rain and here's why we want to hear that stuff we'll read those on air and they're just valuable to us the better we get at building teams together the more we as the blastburn nation kick a lot of ass on showdown which is something that i want for all of us so give us your feedback guys we crave it all right. Well, that is, that's our spotlight for this week. And as always, we want to let you folks know what to expect from us coming up. Uh, now, as always, we will be doing our showdown spotlight Friday night fights. Uh, you can expect our Yeveltal centered Friday night fight stream next Friday, which will be October 5th. And that'll be over on Messer Engine's channel at twitch.tv slash Messer Engine. That's right. And uh, next week, we'll be back with the main show uh, with week two of our Generation 5 series. So look forward to that. Uh, again, this was recorded a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully, I haven't cocked it up yet. <laughs> now again guys be sure to email us and get at us let us know uh your feedback on the teams that we built let us know which pokemon you'd like to see a spotlight in the month of october uh it's october guys we might do some spoopy boys let us know what kind of spoops you'd like to see uh send in your yeveltal centric teams for us to use on the friday night fight stream later this month or just kind of let us know what you're up to and and, and how we're doing uh as always you can send those emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com or get at us on twitter or facebook or discord or really anywhere you find bbr and as always you can follow me personally at bbr jolly on twitter and i'm at Mezer engine 
And don't forget to check out Mythic Portal Games for all of your online role-playing assets needs. They got tons of dope stuff that's real reasonably priced. Uh, and be sure to follow the show at Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing around the web. I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-host, Messer Engine. For Blastburn Radio, I'm Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time, folks. <laughs>